It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. There was this one kid who was like, like my, uh, like he always stood up for me. And one day I said the word as, <laughs> and he's like, Miss Priyanka did not say the A word. <laughs> You're like, I was referencing a donkey. Oh, yeah. It's fine. I said something like, you remember when your parents whooped your ass? Like, how, how do you react <gasps> in the situation? And then I was like, oops. Oh, <laughs> I didn't say that. Joe dropped the f bomb in front of my daughter. <laughs> what seriously? Grant, I mean, there weren't any other kids there besides mm. mine and his own. Mm. But he said something, and she just went. <gasps> she heard it in the dramatic way that she does, and she's like, "Mr. Joe, you said the f word." He's like, "I know." <laughs> I was like, now you've heard it. Apologetic. Okay. Yeah. And he's just like, well, yeah, I said it. I was like, so you're probably going to hear Words a lot more now. <laughs> but it's, yeah, no, I know. And that's what she said. She's yeah. like, I just never have heard it from your mouth before. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, now no, you yeah. have. <laughs> going to hear it a lot more often. <laughs> so. Glad we broke that seal. All right. Oh you know, it's, man. Yeah. No, it's, it's impossible to censor yourself in front of kids. I mean, my favorite, did I tell you the story? Like we're, we're sitting at home one day and my kid is playing yeah. Mario and he's, he, he falls into a pit and he goes, God damn it. <laughs> and it was in my voice and everything. And it was like, <laughs> there it is. Well, shit. <laughs> and then he learned that one. Yeah. Then, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that there are moments. Doug did it. We were at, he was picking, and I'm sure I told you this one too. He was picking me up at the airport after I went on vacation. And I think that he thought that parking would be cheaper mm-hmm. when you go in and pick somebody up. Yeah. And I know he was responding in the way that he responds because he he's not a uncensored man <laughs> unless around the kids. And then he gets to the parking lot, clear as day. Holy shit. And the kids are like, <laughs> I mean, it was like everything in the world just dropped. And I was like, honey, he didn't even realize he did it. Yeah. He was so mad about paying five bucks for parking. I was like, dude, for real? <laughs> Do you, do you realize what you said? Like, I just got back from vacation. I would understand if I said something like that, but you've been with the kids this whole time. Yeah, and I didn't know hell is a word I'm not supposed to say oh. around kids. Oh. I found out last summer. <laughs> Did they tell you? I, I remember. Oh, they always like, tell you, don't the they? Hell? And they're like, oh. I'm like, what did I say now? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> what the hell did I say? What the hell did I say? <laughs> oh, so that's not. Apparently, you're not supposed to say it. Oh. No. So now I. Hell with that. Just say it. It was a bit of a learning curve last time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so excited you're here. Mm. I'm is, excited to be here. And we've we've had, we've both had long days of yes. of children, so it's kind of nice to have adult conversation. No. <laughs> we can say hell. We can say anything. Hell, hell, hell. Hell, 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 hell. Hell, 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 hell. Man, we are earning that explicit content warning today. 
<laughs> and I, I will say off the bat, forgive me for my my man voice and lovely cold that's going. It's on. not as bad as you think. It I know. Is. It I really. Isn't. I think, like you said, it's here. I can hear yeah. everything, and the last thing I want to hear is my voice. Yeah. You like that husky, sexy voice. I don't feel sexy. It's a twinge nasally. It's a twinge nasally. It's very. It's nasally. <laughs> I can't breathe. I can't really smell. Oh, that's not good. I keep coughing. And I feel like Rudolph. I mean, <laughs> I've been blowing all day. Is your so. mouth dry from breathing through your mouth all day? I, I get that um, too. It, it's not that bad, but it's nah. it's just like that that keeps yeah. coming up. And I, yeah. somebody was like, "I think you just like to talk in vocal fry." <laughs> like, yeah, this is what I've been trying to say all day. That's how I like to talk. <laughs> no, but anyway, all of my undergraduate students, <sighs> all of them, seriously. And then I started doing it too, so it's fun. <laughs> so you spend a lot of time around people and then you start talking like them all right oh. do you like, pick up like slang words from them too or yeah and now i know what fleek means <laughs> i have to be honest i'm not even sure what fleek is i think i know it's what like, it is but define it for us apparently okay so this is what happened in class today girl your hair is gonna be on fleek apparently it means on that's point. good right yeah, it's going to be oh, on point. Okay. On, yeah. On fleek. Where did on I come fleek? from, though? God, I'm getting um, old. I don't know. I didn't ask him about the origins. But. <laughs> Can I get a definition <laughs> and the origin? etymology of that particular word? <laughs> what is the but derivation? I did ask them how it's spelled. So they said is it double F-L-E-E-K. E? Okay. Okay. And it's not fleek. It's fleek. Oh, it's so it's... There's two two syllables, Felique. And the K needs to be like, yeah. If you're saying it the cool way, apparently. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know. I'm sure I always said things the cool way. Oh, hundo. Hundo? A hundo. Yeah. Hundo? Yes. You want to define that one as well? 100% is what oh. I'm going for there. But Do you oh, yeah. use that? Uh, probably more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest. Is that, is that yeah. like your... It's shortening of words for... Pure laziness, I suppose. Suppose, so. like this one time, my friend uh, went like, oh, we were like, oh, what's up? The huge. I do like huge. I love it so much. It sounds too. so cool. The huge. I started saying audish. Audish. <laughs> Have I'm a great audish. <laughs> Good luck with your audish. It's like you're saving such a tiny amount I know, of time. But it's yeah, it's yeah. not cute. I hated so fam until like now. I use it all the time, but mostly to be stupid. Like, I call you fam. Hey, fam. Hey, fam. Up, fam. Come on, go. come on, fam. Come on, yeah. fam. Yeah. yeah. I think I only use it with you. Yeah. Good. I didn't yeah, know it pissed you off. I'm going to have to use it more often. Well, it doesn't piss me off. Well, it's just, you know, I didn't like it at first. Now I say it all the time. And no, because okay. I'm fresh and hip, you're and pretty jiggy. Red. <laughs> and we're going with jiggy. I'm getting, uh, yes, I am getting <laughs> jiggy. <laughs> yes. I am, uh, uh, how you say, Wicked cool? I think that if you're in Boston, then you could you say wicked cool. That's okay. Wicked cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely not know. wicked cool. So this is how our podcast begins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know when you guys recording. Yeah. So. We don't really ever know either. <laughs> it's got it's like the ooh. When did we start, game? <laughs> what asinine it. conversation did we start with this time? This is how we go. I but love it. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so happy to be here. So Thank tell you us your name. Me. My name is Priyanka Shetty. And you are from originally? Uh, Bangalore, India. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we did, this is, 
so we spoiled in the car because we were talking in the car on the way down. And I was like, yeah, now we have to like pretend. I know we, we have to pretend we never had some of these. I was like, you're just gonna repeat everything, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to like feign interest. Well, it's better than so sitting in the car. No, it's like it's like nope, nope, don't talk, don't talk. We gotta save it. We gotta save it. You We've know. done that in there before. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. we'll be hanging out in here. We'll start conversations, mm-hmm. and Ben's like, I'm just doing that. Stop, stop. <laughs> save it for the recording room. We're like, sorry. And then it never comes up. Probably yeah. not. Probably <laughs> not. Then we talk about. Stupid words that we still say. <laughs> like, how, do you, how do you spell falik? <laughs> but so you were okay. This is let's go back. Mm. So you were born in India. Yes. Okay. I lived there all my life. Yeah. Until one day I had this crazy idea that I wanted to be an actor. Because <laughs> surprise, surprise, I was an engineer. Were you really? Uh huh. Is that what you studied initially? Mm-hmm. My undergrad was in computer science. And I worked in the software industry. And um, this is a funny thing. So I wanted to do theater so badly. I put together a theater group uh, that comprised completely of software professionals. Like within your, where you worked? Within where I worked, yeah. Oh my gosh. It was like a huge company that we worked for and there were so many employees. How did you find the people that wanted to do that? I, I auditioned <laughs> You did an audition? I them? did an audition. <laughs> and um, yeah, which involved uh, reading sides from a play that I had adapted from oh a gosh. novel. What, which, what novel? So it was an Indian novel called Chokher Bali, which was written by um, Rupindranath Tagore, who's, who also wrote our national anthem. Okay. So I really really loved that play so much and yeah. I loved one of the characters in it so much that I wanted to play her but the problem was okay nobody's doing this as yeah. a play so I first yeah. wrote the play and then I was like okay no one's producing this play so I was like heck Guess I'll produce I'll it be doing that who's my director I'll direct oh, where's my cast I'll cast them and then I'll cast myself so that's what how I, old were you when you did all this um Probably 20-something. I mean, this was like yeah. fresh out of school and first job yeah. probably, right? Yeah, first job. So I was 20-something and I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And we rehearsed for a year <laughs> because I didn't know no. rehearsals. Did you do it like after work or like lunch break? Mm-hmm. We're going to gather. Lunch and- break. Okay. After work, that's when we met. We rehearsed for a year. And then uh, I had no idea where we were going to perform it. Yeah. And then after that, like a year later, yeah. I was like, okay, I think we're ready now. And we'd gone through like three changes in, uh, you know, the cast already. Right. And I was like, okay, I went to the HR and I was like, hey, so <laughs> you know these things you do in the company where you want to entertain your employees, you pay, you know, a lot of money to get people from outside. Guess what? I have a show and we'll do it for free. And nice. she had every mind to say, go to hell, but she wanted to entertain the idea for a bit. And she right. was like, okay, I'm going to come see it. And oh. she told me later that she had only, um, she came with the intention of only seeing it for like, 10 or 15 minutes, but she stayed for the whole thing. Okay. She loved it. And then okay. uh, she gave us the opportunity to perform that. Nice. So that went on. And then they like tripled our budget. And I was like, okay, we have a lot of money now. Yeah. So we're going to do My Fair Lady. So we went all out oh my with gosh. set, costumes, everything. Spent another you year You did a full length musical mm-hmm. in the workplace. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> That's crazy. So we wow. rehearse again during lunch break after okay. work. Uh, dialect coaching before I even knew what that was. Um, you well, know, that's, and that is a show that you have to 
I mean, oh, you've got to yeah. get the specific mm-hmm. Cockney and all that yep. good stuff in there, too. Yeah. And the funny thing was, so I was playing Eliza Doolittle, and okay. the, this guy was playing Higgins, who was the assistant vice president of oh some gosh. major wing in the company. And in real life, I was Higgins and he was Eliza, because behind the scenes, I yeah. was like, say it this way, not that way. <laughs> but it was so much fun. Again, it, it had a really good crowd like it was a 2500 uh you know yeah. seating capacity yeah. in that auditorium and it was packed like the really? first play that we did people were seated on the aisles wow. they were Gosh. sitting yeah on the stairs but anyway so it got picked up by an investor we did a little tour within the city uh i mean within the um like South India, yeah. and then I got picked uh, to play Frumacera in oh Fiddler on the Roof. So it just these things kept happening, and I was yeah. like, "Hey, I'm really, really loving this. I'm getting this amazing thrill when I'm on stage and I'm acting, yeah. and I think I really want to do this." Because meanwhile, you're still working full time yes. at this, okay. and I, I'm miserable in that job. Yeah. So this was my out, right? Uh, okay. So, and then finally, I told my family that. Hey, can I be an actor? I really want to be an actor. And obviously, <laughs> that didn't go well. Uh, but finally, you know, they agreed, and I decided to do my master's, quit my job. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you go for the MFA then? Yeah. Okay. So um, once I moved to Columbus, uh, that's when I started taking some coaching for monologues and everything. Yeah. Did that for a year. And then I applied for grad school and got in. (laughs) And so and that's another story that we talked about, because I said, like, how in the world did you get here? Like, Mm -hmm. why here? Yeah. I mean, not to offend my beautiful, wonderful Columbus as we were stuck in traffic. And no, like this, I said, OSU definitely was one yeah. of the schools that I was considering. So that was, in fact, I did apply uh, to two or three schools even before I started taking coaching for monologues and all yeah. of that. And yes, um, uh, OSU. Because your husband was at Ohio State. Yes, he was okay. at Ohio State. And then that's the reason I was targeting. Um, were you married in India or married? No, we were married in India. Okay. And then, okay. And then he came here. moving here. And for his graduate program. Mm-hmm. So he was doing his PhD in biophysics. And uh, so I was like, oh, okay, so if I apply for grad school yeah. uh, at OSU, then we can both graduate at the same time. Right. And it'll be great. But then uh, obviously it didn't pan out that way. Yeah. Um, so I ended up not going to OSU, but I took more uh, coaching with Joe. Uh, from CADCO, Joe Bashara. Yeah. And I applied the next year, and that's when I got into... Uh, UVA was one of the schools that I yeah. got into. Yeah. That's so crazy. How did you and your husband meet? Oh, we... He worked at that company. I wondered. I wondered. <laughs> was he one of your actors? Yeah. No, he wasn't one of my actors. Okay. Although I did try to uh, bring him in and he was like, no. <laughs> like, we weren't even dating then. He was like, what are you thinking? No. And, um, yeah, so we met at that company and even back then he was like he hated the job i hated the mm. job he wanted to be a scientist i wanted to be an actor yeah and now looking back it's like hey he's this a scientist was, and I'm yeah it's, it's worked out mm-hmm. so what does he he's a scientist but what does he do specifically great question <laughs> <laughs> you're like me when people ask what my husband does so he purifies drugs <laughs> like not drugs drugs right but legal ones yeah legal ones right. and something about 
proteins. <laughs> protein folding. He no, does actually, amazing uh, science. His company um, actually purifies uh, drugs for like that other companies make. Yeah, because yeah. he works here now. Uh, he works. No, uh, no, no, not here. But I mean, in the states. In the states. Um, yeah, currently in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. And he loves his job, and he's. Does he like New Hampshire? He loves it because he's a very like outdoorsy kind okay. of person. So he loves going mountain biking and on hikes and yeah. Okay. He's fun. You know, people look at him and they tell me he should be the one in theater because he's the more like, you know, fun loving, life of the party kind of guy. And they look at me and go, How is she in theater? Because I'm the quiet one in real life. I save it for the stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so he's a fun guy to be. So around. he never did theater. But he appreciates it, I'm I sure. I think he'd be really good at it. But mm. I think he's too shy. He's going to listen to this and be like, Nope. Yeah, nope. like I've told him, like, do stand up. He's really oh, funny. Okay. Um, I don't know. Um, maybe stand up is something he might try, okay. but I don't think he'll ever we'll work on act. It. Have you? Has he been in New Hampshire during a winter? Oh yes. And it's okay with him? Um, I don't know if it's okay with him, <laughs> but he doesn't. I, mean, like, I realize he doesn't have a lot it's of choice. Not but like a deal breaker for oh, him. Oh, see, that would be for me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I visited, I think in December, and there was like, I don't know. Our balcony was completely covered in snow, and uh -uh. that's never happened. No. Um, so I was like, I'm sorry, but we cannot live here. <laughs> this is not Figure our future. Out. Uh, you know, yeah. this is uh, like I have this mo these many years of grad school left. Shut manning. Yeah. But you're going to spend your winter in Virginia. Mm -hmm. That'll be better. Yeah, because it barely snows there. Right. And when it does snow, the whole... They shut down, every, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they shut down. <laughs> They're freaking it's like out! three inches of snow and they shut down. Gosh, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But I get it. I mean, it's hilly there, isn't it? Yes. That's Charlottesville? Yeah. I, I get it. I mean, there's probably not a whole lot you can do, but... But to shut down completely. Uh -huh. Come on, we friends. the streets or something. Do Here in Ohio, we just go for it. <laughs> yeah, just get on the like, roads regardless of how bad they are. And they drive like hell. Do. Yeah, well, then some people that should not be out on the roads also do the. I would argue most Ohioans <laughs> should not be on the roads. That's true. We're bad drivers. We are bad drivers. I try to stay off the roads when it's bad out. Because I, I don't. a four wheel drive vehicle, and it's, I mean, it's still bad, you know? Yeah, but people think that they're invincible. Yep. <laughs> and they also think they're excellent drivers, too. Yeah, I know I'm not. Yeah. I'm oh, I'm okay with that fact. <laughs> well, the first the first step in solving a problem is knowing that there is a problem. Ah, uh, you know? yes. So, yeah. 12 <laughs> yeah. steps. Yes, yes. 12, 9? I don't 12? know. I don't know. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I've thought I, of I have not gone through them. Sorry. Oh, all right. <laughs> yes. My goodness. So, okay, so you guys you guys get married, mm -hmm. move here. Mm -hmm. He's in grad school. Yes. You start doing acting coaching, like entirely on your own. Oh, like I pre -grad, pre your grad school. Yeah, so I I start getting coached yeah yeah was it weird yeah because you had been in the states for very long at that point right yeah, it was a lot of culture shock going on and you know um because it was new everything yeah, was new right you know it was a little scary i would it was the first time i wasn't working did not like that you know like too much time the, or it was a year and a half 
So, and the uncertainty. Yeah. I had given up everything and I'd come here and the uncertainty of, I don't know if this is going to work out. And I right. said goodbye to that life. Yeah. So it was a huge risk at that point. Huge. It was depressing sometimes, yeah. like, you know, not knowing. Um, and also I knew how competitive uh, MFA, you know, programs were. Like, yeah. They take like eight students, eight students every three years. Yeah. You know, if it's fully funded. Right. But right. Um, or every year, but still eight students, eight mm-hmm. to ten students. And uh, the, uh, who was I competing with? People who've had access to summer camp every summer. Right. People who've been in show since they were kids, who've already done regional theater and all and of that. And that. that's something they look at, isn't it? Like, oh, you mm-hmm. have a list of credits. We'd like you to be in our MFA program. I mean, that's... Yeah. And I had stuff too, but then they yeah. were from random Indian companies they'd never heard of. And yeah. most of it was things that I'd direct. <laughs> they didn't have to know that, right? <laughs> well, I put it on there because I was proud of it. But I also knew that what really mattered at the end of the day was what they see in that four minutes that you have. So that's yeah. what I focus my energies on. Mm-hmm. What did you have to do? I mean, two monologues? Did you have to? Yeah, we did two monologues. I think one contemporary, one classical, and uh, obviously one comedic, one dramatic. Yeah. And I think Joe prepared me. So I went in there with eight monologues that I could mm-hmm. do. And it was a combination of Shakespeare and, you know, some contem- contemporary monologues. Um, good combination of comedic, dramatic. Yeah. So I could change it up. Right. Um, whenever I felt like, because there are times when you really get calcified doing the same monologue over Uh and over. And also, even today, if anyone says, do you have anything else? Yeah. Yeah, I I do. Watch me, G. A whole lot of options. (laughs) I'm still using some of those monologues. No, I'm right here with you. Yeah. So. Jeez. So you had to do that. And then the program is three years at Mm -hmm. UVA? Yes. For eight people. Eight people, fully funded. Plus a stipend, because you teach... Oh, yeah, graduate mm-hmm. assistant. So it was a sweet deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you get to teach the students then? Um, acting one, which is like uh, the next level after intro to acting. So the intro okay. to acting is like a lecture style class. Yeah. And a little bit of acting here and there. But acting one is more challenging in depth. Okay. Like on work, your feet. Monologues, kinda, okay. on your feet kind of. Yeah. And it's this not is, easy. You mm-hmm. said this is for non-acting majors. Well, both. It is, oh, it's, so it's a combination. Yeah, it's a combination. Okay. Some of them have to take this class because they want to be drama majors or minors. Yeah. Uh, for others, it's an interest-based yeah. thing. And, yeah. And how many, because it's such a huge campus, I mean, you probably didn't have petite little classes or anything, right? I mean, were they big classes? Like classrooms or the class size? The class size. Um, I think... I've had a maximum of 14 students. Oh, so yeah. it's not huge. Okay. Yeah, because the other grad actors teach too. Oh, I guess I didn't so think about that. Okay. Split them How many are in the theater program at UVA? Um, as MFA? Or well, MFA was eight, you said. MFA was eight. But like, if they were in their major program? I think around, not more than 30. I don't know oh, the okay. exact number, but it's so that's pretty small. small. Mm-hmm. It's such a big campus. I guess I just assumed. Yeah, but the drama department is just a, it's just a part of Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you graduate with your MFA. Mm-hmm. When did this this little piece that you wrote come to be? How did this okay. elephant in the room come to be? Okay, so second year of grad school, 
voice class, we were asked to uh, write a speech of passionate concern. Mm. So I was like, okay, what am I going to write about? And mm. I just, you know, started typing and it, and I called it the elephant in the room because I was making fun of the uh, stereotypical elephants India oh, connection. Okay. Yeah. So I started typing it out and it became this fun, uh, almost stand up like, yeah. um, you know, rant, if yeah. you call it, uh, if you can call it that, um, about, you know, the little microaggressions that I dealt with. Not a big deal at that point. I was just taking it in my stride, but yeah. it was more amusing to me. So it ended up becoming this fun stand-up like bit about, uh, you know, the stereotypical things that people yeah. associate India with. So I read that in class and my classmates loved it. Mm. They were like laughing and I'd never thought of myself as a funny person so I was like what's going on so people are laughing and all of that and after class they're like okay you gotta make this into a YouTube video or something because it's gonna go viral yeah I was like okay I'll think about it and it just stayed there didn't do anything with that and then during my I think at the end of my second year was when the Charlottesville incident happened with yeah. the August 11th and 12th mm -hmm. the Tiki Torch rally and all of that and there was suddenly this change in atmosphere mm. when we came back the next semester and that was when I had my first ever taste of you know very blatant racism, mm. uh, you know, that I experienced firsthand. Really? That really changed things for yeah. me. And suddenly I felt like the best way that I could express myself was artistically. Mm -hmm. And I took this piece again, what I'd written earlier, and now I yeah. looked at it differently. I was like, oh, all of these little things that I hadn't cared about so much before, I see how it led to where I, what I'm experiencing now. Yeah. So... I started writing it around that time. Um, there was the GCAC CATCO Playwriting mm -hmm. Fellowship. Yep. And Joe uh, Bashara again encouraged me to apply for that. Mm -hmm. So I used to, I spent that summer here in Columbus um, and I went every day to the Oxley library at OSU, 11th floor, Jeez. sat every single day. All of my friends were probably just having fun and partying and, you know, it's our summer break and I'm there sitting all day oh. writing this piece. But it just, a lot of things started coming up from my past in India and mm. what I was going through here and it all connected. Yeah. And um, ended up submitting to that and I was a finalist and all of that. Um, and then Joe said, there's a South Asian theater festival going mm -hmm. on. Why don't you perform this piece? And that's when, yeah, we started working yeah. on it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Is that nerve wracking? Like, oh, yeah. It was like I had never done a one person show before. Yeah. Right. So I had no idea. Like, I knew some part of it had, you know, I got, had gotten a good response. Like, when I read it as a speech, I had no idea, one, if it was going to be received well, yeah. if people are going to care. Like, it was important to me. I didn't know if it was an important play. Right. You know, so I mm. performed it at the South Asian Theatre Festival mm -hmm. exactly last year around this yeah. time. <laughs> and I think that's when I met you. Or like, yeah. Right this time. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, the response to it was amazing. Mm. It was a good mix of people from India and people yeah. from America. Yeah. And there were a lot of uh, people who came out, came to me after the show. Some of them were African-Americans, people from the LGBTQIA plus community. And they said, thank you for telling our story. Mm. Really? Yeah. Very that cool. 
I didn't realize until yeah. then that, okay, this is more than an Indian woman's you know life experience mm -hmm. there are there's uh, there are threads connecting yeah um you know this connects to other people's experiences too that means it's well written then too oh, <laughs> you, know, you have to see it <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to, yeah, I'm um but yeah that's when i knew okay this is mm -hmm. important to me yeah and i think this is an important piece to perform as right. well that's when i wanted to you know take it to the next step mm -hmm. and yeah move further huge and then you've been touring with this yeah so uh <laughs> after the success at uh south asian theater festival joe said that we should also premiere it here in columbus mm -hmm. so evolution theater and catco mm -hmm. teamed up and uh, offered me, me an equity contract to perform this yeah. um uh in columbus for the second time so uh before that i did two more preview performances at uva in front okay. of my professors now the thing the reason that is important is a lot of things that i have written call out uva oh, okay on several yeah aspects and i wanted to put it out there before i went you yep. know um First hand, kind of, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I thought it was important to perform it in front of the people who it was meant for. Yeah. Uh, it was. How was that received? Mixed. It was, uh, okay. yeah. Some people loved it and didn't mind that they were being called out. Some people absolutely hated it. And, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I knew I had to put my truth out there so that international students that they bring in in the future don't undergo what yeah. I underwent. Yeah. So it was important. And I did it at the risk of a lot of things because right. I was still a student there. Yeah. Um, once that was done, yes, that's when we premiered it here. Okay. And after that, the word got round. And I had the opportunity to kickstart the tour at Yale. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Soon after. So the um, premiere was in March and the tour kicked off in April. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's cheesy peasy. Mm -hmm. And then you talked about briefly, you have a second one that you're, yes. that you're working on now. So <coughs> in parallel, while I was doing the premiere and all of that, I had already uh, started work on my second play because I always imagined this to be part of a triptych. Okay. So the elephant in the room, one person show about an Indian woman's journey from India to America, mm -hmm. the highs and lows of it. And, uh, and especially, uh, you know, um, my experiences as an international student. Yeah. So race related issues already come up. And I, I couldn't f um, forget the fact that what I went through happened around the same time as August 11th and 12th. Mm -hmm. so th there was already a personal connection. Right. And there was also a personal interest in getting to the root of why it happened in mm -hmm. Charlottesville. So hashtag Charlottesville, which is the second play I wrote, um, mm -hmm. was my quest to find out. Yeah. So I kind of made it like the Laramie Project where I interviewed the people mm -hmm. who were there on the day of yeah. um, the Tiki Tosh rally, yeah. who were there during the car attack. Some of them were right there when it happened. Jeez. And um, I took all of those interviews and I um, compiled it. And then I put together this piece, uh, which was performed recently. In fact, it was a double bill mm. of my one woman show yeah. and hashtag Charlottesville together. It was powerful. Yeah. Like, Where did you do that? In Charlottesville, Virginia. In Charlottesville. And wow. The audience members were a lot of them, the people who were there, were there. on that day. And um, the conversations that happened after that was yeah. so, so important. And again, I keep using the word powerful. Yeah. 
it was something. Oh, um, so the third play, I haven't uh, finished it yet, will be The Wall, which is more about immigration issues. And all okay. Yeah. And would that be, like, what is your, your vision for those moving forward? I mean, because other people will probably want to perform them someday. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I know, um, I would love for the three plays to be performed together. Okay. Uh, at least once, but yeah. uh, my vision is each of these plays can be performed, like, independently okay and of course uh hashtag shellsville has seven other actors yeah. you know yeah. so uh i do hope that uh theater companies will you know be interested in producing it because it's still so relevant yeah similar incidents have happened uh in other places yeah. like you know um the pittsburgh um incident and you know the shooting yeah uh, even in california i saw that there was a lot of um uh, Nazi imagery that was like, oh, you know, it's it's yeah. happening everywhere, it's, yeah. and it's not dying. So I really think it's an important. Needs to get out there. Yeah, it needs to get out. Yeah, there. Um, yeah. The people of Charlottesville will really break it down to how, down to America's history, like yeah. what happened in Charlottesville and Jefferson and all of that. You know, right? Uh, it's really interesting to to see it explained that way. It really mm -hmm. gives you a lot of insight into what are the roots. Who all did problem. you interview for the Charlottesville? Like, mm, I also interviewed Heather Hire's mom. Okay. Um, Heather was the person who lost her life mm -hmm. in the car attack. Um, so was she pretty that, open to being absolutely. interviewed? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 She believed in the project, you know, when I described it to her. And uh, I was so happy she was there on the day of um, the performance as well. Mm. And uh, during the talk back, she said <coughs> that we got it right. Oh, wow. That was That's important huge. for me because I wouldn't have liked to move forward mm -mm. with the piece if nope. we hadn't received that validation. That's an, that's an approval. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, so let's take this forward and yeah. let's get, you know, produce this in other places. And we have reading in uh, DC in September. Okay. Yeah. For theater professionals. So we'll see. Where What's your dream next? with it? I mean, what do you, what do you want to see it? blossom into the the plates everything oh yeah wow. um i kind of tie it back to why i wanted to do theater in the first place um and i know this because i had to write it for my <laughs> personal <laughs> statement <laughs> yeah so i had to really think about oh. it so i i remember writing about how theater is all about affecting change yeah and if i really believed in that um you know, then I have to put my efforts into affecting that change with whatever tools mm -hmm. I have now. Yeah. And, um, you know, even without thinking about it, I started the elephant in the room and then that led me to hashtag shell as well and now next to the wall. So I see a lot of social justice related themes. Yeah. Um, popping up. But at the same time, uh, I also want to be like, I'm really inspired by Mindy Kaling and Tina Fey mm -hmm. who, yeah. you know, write their own plays and mm -hmm. screenplays and all of that they create their own work yeah. so it also bring um brings a topic of diversity in the arts and how there are not enough roles for people who look and sound like me yeah i can create those roles for myself i don't have to wait around right. for people to see my talent <laughs> yeah. and uh, Take yeah, me, like, use me. Yeah. yeah i mean i can create opportunities for myself yeah. and i realized someone pointed this out to me they were like Priyanka, you've been doing that from day one. Mm -hmm. Going back to our conversation right, yeah. about how... In Getting the workplace. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't have any place to audition for, so I created my own. And I guess that's the way to go forward, I guess. I, I, I mean, I feel like you've created your own pathway and you understand like, well, this is just what has to be done in order to make something happen. You just got to yeah, do it. Yeah, and it gives me hope that, yes, there are the people who have cast me in their place and want yeah. to work with me. Yeah. Great. But if someday that is not happening or there's a slump, who cares? I'll write my I'm own. I'm going to write my own. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. Do you, I mean... Do you feel like you do, because you're still getting to perform mm -hmm. in your pieces, do you ever feel like you're doing, oh, I miss acting or I miss writing? Or do you feel like you've got a healthy balance of both of those pieces right now? Like, uh, I'm not in hashtag Charlesville as much. Okay. So I really play the role of the person who ties the different uh, mm -hmm. scenes together because it it's more like... So it's a little mm, meta in the sense that I interviewed people, right? So that's what I'm doing in the play as well. Okay. So I'm like talking to them and asking them questions, but they're the main storytellers. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think there's a good balance in that yeah. because I took more of a um, writer slash producer's role mm -hmm. with hashtag, whereas in Elephant, I'm the writer performer. And the third piece then you said... Is that being worked on? Is that... And I'm still writing you're it. You're still writing so it. So I don't know okay. if there will even be a role for me in it, but I, I don't think that's important. Mm. We'll see what it turns into. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, what's your writing schedule like? Like, what do you... Do you <laughs> set aside... <laughs> I mean, I know you're teaching and you have... It's like when Joe Bashara tells you, hey, there's a playwriting fellowship coming. <laughs> you dun, go dun, to dun. William Oxley Library. Jeez. 11th floor? 11th floor, 11th floor, and you start writing. <laughs> That's what I did even at UVA. I remember after stage combat, um, there was a library right there. I, I used to go after stage combat and write oh, because I knew if I go home, that's it's not going to happen. Uh -uh. Yeah, It's all done. So, so you I, have to like set aside. Yeah, I work well under pressure. Yeah. Yeah, so... I need a plan. Yeah. I don't have one. You need someone yet. to be like, okay, this is the due date. Like, I'm not the most organized person. Uh, I'm fine. very scatterbrained. That's fine. Let me let me put my list of notes together that I have here. <laughs> yeah. Do you um? Do you you did? I, this is a crazy question. Like you did My Fair Lady. Yeah. Would you ever do a musical? Yeah. I would. Like, would I would write, you write a oh. musical? You know, <laughs> I I can't say no because I oh, that was a nice little musical uh, response to that. <laughs> I can't say no. I can't say no because you know I I have no idea what I'm capable of doing because I yeah. get pretty crazy with the kind of things that I want to do. So someday, yes, maybe, but yeah. not in the near future. What's the next crazy idea? What do you want to do next? Oh, I mean, oh I know my you're gosh, kind of it is a musical. Hold on. So, <gasps> oh, so there's okay. an epic. Um, movie okay um, in Indian cinema mm -hmm. and it's about two lovers one is um, it's called Mughlayazm uh, one is uh, the son is a king's son okay and uh, um, he's in love with the courtroom dancer okay and it's about their love story and how they try to mm. you know revolt against yeah. uh, what the king wants and all mm. of that but it's such a beautiful 
a movie and I want to see its stage version. Mm -hmm. And it involves a lot of wonderful dancing in Kathak, which is a dance form I've learned. So I want to sort of bring that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So uh, there is a theater company in Seattle that does like Indian musicals. Mm -hmm. So um, and I also there's this... um, location at uh, UVA mm-hmm. where this it's an open uh, outdoor amphitheater Ooh, nice. so uh, I would like to see it performed on that stage uh, okay at UVA. so yes if I yeah. do a musical it'll be that one. Oh my gosh yeah what's it called again Mugleazum. Mugleazum. yeah who is that one of the names of the characters no or is it that... just means um what do you I think oh it's like um, the Mughal Empire. Okay. It's the Muslim rulers, right? That was known as the Mughal um, Empire. So I think the king of the Mughals okay. is what it's called. Ooh. Yeah. But I, obviously it won't be um, uh, in the language. I'll translate yeah. it to English. Yeah. But I want the songs to still be And the, the dance. Yeah. yeah. And the dancing. Right. Yeah. I think it'll be such a wonderful experience for Indians here as well as mm-hmm. Americans. Absolutely. Awesome. What is the dance form again? What did you call it? Kathak. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does that entail? It's like, um, it's, I think, was derived from flamenco, or flamenco was derived from oh, really? Kathak. Oh, really? Okay. But it's, it involves a lot of, like, turns and... Uh, so I'm a little more flowy then. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's beautiful. I'm a horrific dancer. So, I mean, at weddings, I'm really good. <laughs> yeah. That's because of liquid courage. <laughs> did you grow up? I mean... Where did this love of theater come from? Bollywood. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's quite theatrical. But uh, <laughs> I grew up on all of these mushy romance movies and yeah. epic movies like Mugliasm. And yeah, I saw good acting and I saw really bad acting. And I think to be a good actor, you need to know what really bad yeah. acting is. Bollywood was my, I think that's where I learned everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's where it comes from. Really? Mm-hmm. Is your family interested in acting, theater? Oh. I mean, they love watching movies, but obviously they're not a fan of... Yeah, I remember the first play that I did, they didn't even know I was in a play. I didn't tell them. Oh, okay. So it was like, oh, I have to stay back at work today because there's a lot of work. Long meetings. Long Very. meetings. But then I even performed it and they had no clue. And then articles started coming in newspapers and I was like, okay, maybe I should tell them before they find out from Jeez. someone else. And then I told them around the time of My Fair Lady. Yeah. They came to see it and oh. I was like, okay, maybe if they see it, they'll be like, you should do this. This is your thing. They saw it. They yeah. loved it. Yeah. And that evening we came home and mom was like, this is the last time you're performing in a play like she didn't see wanted her daughter to be a stage performer because there's yeah. like a negative thing associated with that really in India for some reason is it the money or the the connotation that you're an actor or? yeah like if you're an actress or at least in very orthodox families mm-hmm. it's like you're a showgirl kind yeah. of a thing you know okay. so she's like you got such a good education and mm. why would you leave your job as an engineer and all okay. of that i address a lot of that in elephant in the yeah. room that comes up yeah the conversation with my mother okay in, in there i'm excited to see him mm. and you're doing that we'll plug this but we'll plug it later as well but you're doing the show what are the dates coming up for Elephant in the Room? Oh, um, July 28th at 5 p.m. at Lincoln Theater. Okay. 
Just the link is so cool. Oh, it's I think it's the most beautiful stage I would have ever performed what on. A, it's like an Egyptian yeah. setup, isn't uh-huh. it? It's beautiful. Um I remember I used to okay. When I was in Columbus, yeah. I used to volunteer for Kappa. <laughs> and I volunteered at the Palace Theatre, Ohio mm-hmm. Theatre, and Lincoln Theatre. So all of the Broadway yeah. shows happened here, and the stand-up comedians, mm-hmm. Bo Burnham, all of them came. And I used to see these stages and dream yes. of the day when it would say, Priyanka Shetty, <laughs> performing. And, the, and now it, it does. It's coming it's true. So cool. I'm so excited, especially because of that connection, because yeah. I'd always dreamed about it. And I'd seen it in my mind. Yeah. Because so. you did it, when you first did it here, you did it on the shed yes. stage, right? Mm-hmm. And then you did it in the Man Man Fleet. Fleet. Yeah. So now you're doing it on a huge stage. Yeah. Is that scary? Like, a little bit. Like, I've been thinking about, okay, how is this going to change the piece? Because yeah. so far it's been an intimate setting. Right, because you can see the people yeah. who you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. But then the one that I did... Um, uh, at Yale, mm-hmm. it was a similar okay. setting, so it kind of works. Yeah, is it easier for you to to see their faces while you're speaking or to not? Um, I have a some of the audience members. I have them sit on stage with me. Okay, so I have that really personal connection with them throughout uh, the piece, yeah. and I also make it a point to, um, you know. Um, look at and talk to mm-hmm. the people in front of me no matter how far they are right so yeah from what i've heard they feel connected yeah um especially like people have told me when the story gets a little more personal and they mm-hmm. start seeing more scenes from my past that's yeah. when yeah yeah feel the connection. has anybody else ever performed your piece no, not yet. How would that feel? I mean, I know you uh, can't imagine because you haven't done it yet. But I thought about it yeah. because I, I do imagine that, that at some point I You're going to have to pass the torch. Mm-hmm. I will, yeah. And I, <laughs> it's going to be another South Asian woman. And I feel great about it yeah. because if and when that happens, it'll be like, hey, I created a role for another South Asian right. woman. Absolutely. So... It will happen in the future. Oh, it will. I absolutely uh, have no doubt. I just But for now, I want yeah. to play it. <laughs> right. Like, but for now, it's me. Yeah. I just wonder how that would, like, would you be comfortable directing somebody? Oh, wow. Would that be hard for you? I mean, as the playwright, as the, you know. You know, I don't really enjoy directing. I have to say yeah. that. <laughs> I, I have done it in yeah. the past um, out of necessity. Uh-huh. But for some reason, although I do love like having the creative input, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if there's a con- uh, middle ground where I can be the playwright. I can speak to the director about my vision, but mm-hmm. step out when it comes to directing. Somehow I haven't enjoyed that process. Maybe okay. it's not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wondered, uh, you can bash Joe all you want. He's my boss and he's been on here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I hope you're listening, Joe. No, I am not comfortable with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, how is it for you having written a piece that you connect with so personally to have a director mm-hmm. come in and tell you, here's what I think you should do? How is that hard? Like, see, the best thing about Joe is that he's so familiar with my journey. Okay. So, so I was super comfortable with the fact that he was directing this mm-hmm. piece because he has seen me go through 
a lot of the things that I talk about. Yeah. Um, so, so it wasn't really that hard, you know, getting that direction from him. And honestly, he's been a lot. He's been very hands off in mm-hmm. terms of um, the specifics of. Um, how I'm doing a scene, like especially in the more personal scenes mm-hmm. from my past. Um, but he he he's been more of this guiding force mm-hmm. rather than this is my vision for your show. Right. He's been very respectful of my vision for the show, to cool. be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's always this conversation that happens between us rather than a director telling me what to do. Yeah. So I really appreciate right. that about him. And He's, I think, like, asking you the questions that guide you to where. Yeah, we have a conversation and yeah. we figure it out together, <coughs> you know, and mm-hmm. he nudges and uh, uh, guides me yeah. um, along. But it's never been this oppressive force that's right. saying this is how you're going to do it yeah. because I'm the director. You know, he's I, very wow. respectful of yeah. the fact that, hey, this is your story. This is right. your life. Mm-hmm. What do you envision this part to look like? OK, let me help you achieve that. So right. it's very collaborative and mm-hmm. I love that. And I think that's the reason this play has evolved the way it has with each performance. Yeah. Like, it's not the same thing that I performed last year anymore. Yeah. There are a lot of uh, developments and changes. Mm-hmm. Have you changed the writing it. at all? Like, um, there are some parts that I rewrote okay. um, based on, like, especially in the first section, like, okay, this joke, how can I make it land? You know, it's yeah. very tongue in cheek kind of right. humor. Right. And the first time I performed this play, the first half of the play did seem a lot like stand up. Mm. And I had to go back and think, okay, no, that's not my vision for this piece. It's, yeah. It is theater. It's a play. Right. So how can I make these same points, but still keep it theatrical? This is not a stand up comedy right. uh, kind of thing. Huh. So, yeah, I can't even imagine. So I, I, I got bored creatively and I started writing a play, and uh-huh. I just, which I haven't written a play since college. Wow. When I just picked up a creative writing minor because it was like, meh, I've taken a couple <laughs> classes. Why not just finish it out? Yeah. But I like looking at the it's huge. I mean, to have to step out of it as an actor. I don't know how you do it. I mean, even writing it was like, oh, I can't think too much as Krista as an actor being a, a part of any of this because that's not. But yeah. the, you're telling a story that you know that you relate to like i it's i'm blown away by all the facets that you play in all of that yeah the, one of the more painful processes was writing yeah because it's like which parts do i include like what mm. do i talk about how do i say this and then again you have to envision it like okay this is a scene i'm not writing a memoir right you know right who are the who's on stage what's the action you know you start thinking about all of these Jeez. things yeah so i think that was like really giving birth to a baby yeah <laughs> probably that's what it feels like i imagine cleaner I maybe <laughs> But when I first wrote this play, it was 70 pages long. 70? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And Joe read that version, <laughs> and he still talks about it. But um, now we've cut it down, and Joe's amazing at this, cutting out the bullshit. He's like, <laughs> no, you don't need this, you don't need this, you don't yeah. need this, trust me. And yeah. he's always right. Yeah. So Is that hard, though? I mean, because that's it's your baby. You know, he, that's like being like, yeah, I don't like their haircut. Let's just change it. Other playwrights have asked me this, like, but I didn't find that hard. In fact, I was happy 
Yeah. Because I'm like, hey, I want this to be compact. <laughs> I want this to flow well. And I don't want the audience to be bored. Mm-hmm. I want to be, them to be at the edge of their seats throughout yeah. the play. So right. I welcomed it, because he, especially because he's so good at uh, cutting out the bullshit. <laughs> and other playwrights have asked me yeah. about this. And I said, no, I did not have a problem with that. Yeah. But I can see why you would not want to let go of something that you spent so much time writing yeah like half the time that i spent in that library i'm sure that stuff didn't even make it to the final show right Right. yeah so um but finally what i had in fact the very first performance people did tell me that the pacing was great and that is all joe yeah good job joe (laughs) you rock man (laughs) i never had a doubt (laughs) we're all brown nosing here it's great (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I am so excited for you. I cannot wait to see this. I'm so excited to perform it here for the third time. Yes. And then you have a crazy traveling schedule. And -hmm. and are you touring it after here? Yeah, I'm going to Richmond right after uh, the Lincoln Theater performance. I have two performances there. Um, And then after that, I've been back in Charlottesville for my third performance in Charlottesville. So two more over there. And then I take a bit of a break. And then September... Um, onwards, I think New Hampshire and Seattle are on the list of places and New Jersey. Uh, we don't have the dates yet, so I'm, I don't know the so details. You're getting, you're getting to see the states pretty well here then, too. See? The elephant is traveling. <laughs> <laughs> the tour is called the elephant on the road. Oh, I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Do you take anybody with you? Do you have, like, roadies yet? No, not that roadies. fancy. I'll be your roadie. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I so would be ready. <laughs> Oh but uh, usually it's like the theater company provides me with lighting and sound yeah. um, designers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, you just do a couple yeah. of rehearsals with them before? Honestly, then- right before the performance, like we have three hours of tech and then it's showtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no pressure for you. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you have to like book your own schedule and be your own manager and all that stuff too? Well, yeah. I mean, that's part of the... That's part of the gig. See, that's the thing that sometimes I feel that I'm doing more of the uh, producer role than focusing as an artist. So that's Mm. a balance that I need to find. To hire a producer. Or, yeah, someone to just help with the booking gigs and promoting aspect of it. Yeah. You know. I suck at that, but I'll be your roadie. (laughs) I can do that part. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my goodness. Okay, so the date is the 28th. 28th. Forgive me, children. The 28th, which is a Sunday. Sunday. At what time? 5 p.m. 5 p.m. at the Lincoln Theater. Mm -hmm. The historic. The historic Lincoln. Historic Lincoln Theater, which is so cool. And how do people, like, do they go online, get tickets? Can they get them at the door? Yeah, tickets will be available at the door and also on the Lincoln Theater website in a couple of days, which is lincolntheatercolumbus.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. We can pop that up on our on our linkage system here sure. as well. Priyanka, it is so good to hear your story. I can't wait to Thank see it you. next week. I can't wait for you to be there in the audience. It's going to be awesome. It will be. And then I'll be a roadie. <laughs> yeah. And, we'll and, I, and I'll throw, I'll talk to you during the show. I'll be fine with that. Okay. I'll hopefully not have man voice and be coughing all the time <laughs> through it because I feel super rude right now. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> 
But thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's and make great. sure make sure to come see the show. And thank you for listening to Speak Easily, Columbus with Krista Stoffer. <laughs> say it in your sexy voice. I speak. I, see, I don't find this sexy at all. <laughs> this to me is a nasal snotty turn off. Like nobody should be around me right now. I feel like a walking germ. So I'll say everything. <laughs> I'm Thank a, you for I'm listening. Like, yeah, you may want to disinfect yeah. this crap afterward. Yeah. But yeah. thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like us, thank you for that too. Yeah, that means a lot. Thank we you. Like you back. Yeah, we like you back, and, uh, and we'll check any boxes you want there. No, we uh, won't. no. We, if you really like the show, please uh, sharing is caring. It means a lot to us. <laughs> Uh, We're like Care Bears. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, primary landing page for all things uh, Speak Easily is on Facebook. Uh, it's Facebook.com slash Speak Easily, speak easily podcast. I don't know. I don't what There's another, another thing it's on. Speak Easily Columbus is on Falik. Falik. Wow. With a <laughs> I'm going to start coughing if I do that again. <laughs> I'm not sure that I've ever been on Fleek before. <laughs> I like it. Feels right. It's not fleek, it's falik. Falik. So it's actually almost three syllables with the falik. Yeah. That That's dope. Okay, dope is gone. Nope. Yeah. Nope. There's no uh, hope with no. dope. <laughs> I just think it sounds not cool when white not people cool. say No. It's dope. No. As per usual. <laughs> usual is something, yeah. I do like that one. Wow. But thank you. Yes, no, we've, we've got. We have made it full circle, friends. Full circle. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Peace out. Keep on trucking. Foxland Media. Think